Welcome back to episode two of Hot Mess. Last episode, I was talking about my freshman year of college, how amazing it was, and second semester, something happened where I was this close to transferring, and that was sorority recruitment. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. It's getting warmer outside. Summer is getting closer and closer. And that means you need to be extra careful about staying hydrated. Even something as simple as standing by the pool can be dehydrating. And one of the best ways to stay hydrated is Liquid IV. It's convenient, delicious, and one stick in 16 ounces of water works better than water alone. Just tear, pour, and live more. Honestly, when I think of summer, I think about music festivals and concerts, and you can easily slip some into your purse. Also, good for a beach day with the girls. Just bring it with you. You can never get enough hydration. Liquid IV is also a great option because it comes in so many flavors, including sugar-free options. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. Liquid IV is the perfect plus one for your adventures this summer. So turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code HOTMESS at checkout. That's 20% off with the code HOTMESS at liquidiv.com. This episode is brought to you by Tinder. First dates can be so much fun. We all know that, but I also know how scary they can be. And as much as I want you guys to all have a good time, your safety should always come first. That's a priority. When my friends are going on dates, I make sure that they share their location with me. I'm always texting them for updates, making sure they're good, they feel safe. And I have good news for you guys. Dating is about to get easier and safer thanks to Tinder's safety features. Share my date is the best way to let your friends know your plans for the night. That way they know where you are and aren't blowing up your phone when you don't text them back. Noonlight allows you to discreetly call emergency services if you're feeling uneasy or in need of assistance on a date. And are you sure, which will prompt you or someone you're chatting with to think twice before sending a potentially offensive or harmful message. Feel confident about dating safely with Tinder. Explore all the possibilities for yourself on Tinder. It starts with a swipe. Download Tinder today. I don't even know where to begin with sorority recruitment. To anyone who's going through recruitment or to anyone who's gone through it, you know what I'm talking about. You feel like this is the most stressful days of your entire life. And let me tell you, it's not that deep. I promise. So I'm going to take you back. We're back at my freshman year of college at the University of Miami. And we rush second semester. So this is... A few months into school, you already kind of have your friends, you know people, and honestly, thank God for this. We go home for winter break, we come back, and it is rush week. All the girls come back to school, and you kind of get the set schedule. It's like four or five days, I don't really remember, and I'm stressing out about what to wear. Me and my friends are texting in the group chat. We're sending different pictures of dresses. I'm like, my outfits have to be perfect or they're not gonna like me. We're sitting in our dorms. We're getting ready for the first day. At our school, there's two sororities that were kind of seemed to be the cool ones or that's what I thought and that's what I was told. So I had a cousin that went to the University of Miami as well. She was in the grade above me and she was in the one sorority that I thought was the coolest thing in the entire world. So I'm like, my cousin's in the sorority. I'm a pretty normal girl. Like, you know, what what can go that wrong? (laughs) I slip on my outfit for the first day of recruitment. 
I think I'm wearing like skin tight jeans. You get a rush shirt for the first day and they put you into these groups. So you're with a group of like 10 other girls. I don't remember exactly, but it's literally, it feels like camp. <laughs> feels like hell camp, honestly. <laughs> the house that I had first was the house that I really wanted to be in. I remember going in for my first conversation and it's ridiculous thinking back how scared I was, but I... I think I blanked out like I was going in and out of consciousness. I was like, I feel woozy right now. I don't even know what this girl's saying to me. And part of this is to do with my anxiety. But we were watching the sorority recruitment video that they were playing for us in there. And we were standing up and I was like, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to faint right now. I don't feel good. I <laughs> literally could not speak like this was the scariest thing ever. Then we're going through rounds and rounds and it's awkward conversations with girls. It's like very small talk. You have to talk about what does the sorority do and what do they like and what do you like? And you are talking all day throughout all five days of this recruitment process. So after each day of rush, you go through and you rank the houses from what you liked best to what you liked least. And then the houses also rank you. The second day of rush comes by. I open my card. I had the houses I wanted back. And I think that was a pretty normal day for me. Then this is kind of where the real cuts start to happen. We come back for the third day. I open my card. I'm expecting to see the houses I like back. And the one that I wanted the most, the one that my friends wanted the most, and the one that my cousin was in had dropped me. And honestly, I got a little bit of a pit in my stomach. I'm going through every possibility in my head. I'm like, what could have gone wrong? Was this a glitch in the system? Like, this had to be a mess up. Like, I don't understand how I could have been dropped because I thought that as long as I had a family member in there with the last name, I kind of thought it was like, unless you do something really bad, like you'll get in. At this point, I still wasn't that upset because I was like, I like this other house. I had great conversations there. So I come back for the fourth day. I remember getting ready for this so specifically because I was texting my parents. I was so excited because I was for sure thinking that I was gonna go back to this other house that I wanted. I remember thinking I was like, I look great. I feel great. Like this is amazing. I put on heels. I'm my feet are bleeding walking across campus in these heels. But I was like, I don't care. This is so amazing. We get back. We're around the fountain on campus and everyone gets back their cards for the last day of rush. I open my card and I see two houses. Neither of them were the ones that I wanted. I had been dropped by the second house that I liked. Looking back, the feeling that I felt is so crazy, but it's real. Like this is stressful. This is the next four years of your life. This is your social life. Like these are who your friends are going to be, or that's what I thought. And I just remember opening this card I looked to my friend who was in another group. I grabbed her and we sprinted to the bathrooms. I was like, you need to come with me now. I don't feel good. And the bathrooms during rush are insanity. There's always girls crying in there. It is just like, it's a shit show because <laughs> it's not going to go the way that you want all the time. And it sucks. It hurts. It feels like someone does not like you. It's brutal especially when you have other friends that are making it into these houses that you're not. I thought my life was over in this moment. So I'm in the bathroom with my friend. There's other girls crying in there. I'm crying in there. I remember the mascara running down my face. I'm looking at my friend. I'm like, I don't know 
what to do right now. She doesn't know what to say to me. She doesn't know how to make me feel better. I am looking at myself in the mirror. All I could think of was that I was gonna have to transfer. This was the end of my social life. This was the end of me having friends. This was the end of me having a good time at the University of Miami because I'm stripped of my friends who I made really, really great friends for a semester of college, which is very rare, but I wanted to stay with those friends. I loved them so much. I didn't want to branch out and make new friends. I was content with the people I was hanging out with. Then my thought process goes from, okay, I'm not going to be with any of my friends to what's wrong with me? Why am I the only one out of all of my friends that got dropped? Am I not good enough? Am I not pretty enough? Do I not know how to hold a conversation? Am I annoying? Am I weird? Every possible negative thought about myself was running through my head at this moment. And this is the last day of rush. This was not, I get to go home and cry. This was, we're going to these two houses. I wipe my tears. Obviously, my face is red and puffy from crying. Then I get ready to go to the next two houses that I had left. Now, the first house that I went to, I feel so horrible and I want to deeply apologize to the girl that I was talking to this day because we didn't even have a conversation. I went in this house and I just cried. I like was trying. I was like, yeah, no, things are great today. I'm loving Rush. I'm so excited to be here. I'm crying. And this is the day that you're supposed to find a girl. You get close with her. This is the one who's supposed to be your potential big sister in the sorority. And they're playing, I think they were playing like the guitar or something sentimental. And I'm just trying so hard to have a conversation with this girl, but I could not help from crying. So (laughs) that conversation didn't go well. This girl's probably like, okay, she's a nut job. Next. And then I finally go to the last house that I had. The girl that I got paired with, she is an angel because she sat down next to me and she was like, listen, it's okay. The same thing happened to me. Like she could tell that I was upset and she acknowledged it and she didn't make me feel weird for being upset. She was like, listen, I know that you think the other two are the coolest sororities. I know that that's what everyone says. I know that's what has gone on. And she was like, trust me, we still party. We still have fun. Like we still have a social life. And she started telling me all these fun stories that she had from being in the sorority. And then her friend came over and the two of them started talking to me. I'll I'll never forget this because I never felt so genuinely cared about in the moment. And, you know, they made me feel better. They were like, listen, it's not the end of the world. I know you think it is. They were kind of insinuating that they had went through the same thing that I did. So I go home from the last day of rush, the next day's bid day, where everyone opens the card. That's where... You see what house you're in and then you go and run and you jump and you party celebrate. I didn't want to do any of those things. But after talking to these two girls, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick it out. I'm going to go with this house. I feel good talking to them. They say they had a good time. I'm just going to try it out. The next day comes around. It's bid day. We go outside on this big open field and everyone opens their cards I got the house where I was talking to the two girls that were very nice to me and I I was okay with it. I was still upset, of course. 
and I just remember seeing all my friends running and jumping together and bid day's fun they have like pretty cool themes and I remember just being like wow like they just have such cool themes like they're such cool girls like I'm such a loser over here I did not have a great bid day after everyone runs jumps gets their card meets their group You kind of line up on this little stage area on the stairs and the frats come to watch. They all sit there. They see who the new sorority girls are. And I was so embarrassed to not be running out with one of these two cool sororities, which is so stupid. If you're listening to this, don't feel the way that I felt. Um, We're going to get to that part. But I was crying. I was talking to my parents. They also didn't understand what had happened. I was beating myself up and that's okay. If you're doing that too, go through your emotions, but I'm here to tell you that I promise it gets better and everything happens for a reason. After rush is over, there's this thing called syllabus week. So this is the first week of classes. You basically go in, you get your syllabus for class and you leave. So of course, this is the week that all the fun big parties are held because you can go out every night and you can be as hungover as you want and you don't need to be super prepared for class. And the way that this works with fraternities and sororities is they kind of match up and have parties together. So you get a social schedule and it'll be you're with this fraternity Monday, this fraternity Tuesday, a different one Wednesday, a different one Thursday. It basically goes down the list as the days goes on. You have different planned parties, and I knew that none of these parties were going to be with my friends. In the beginning, they're very strict with, it can only be girls in this sorority and only guys in this fraternity. If you're not in it, you can't show up. So I thought that's the way it was going to be for the rest of college. I was like, oh my God, these friends I made for a semester, I might as well just never speak to them again because I'm never going to see them because we can never go out together. I went to the parties this week and the girls in the sorority that I was in, the older girls, they took me in. They were so nice to me and God bless them because they were the only ones who got me through this. Like they just genuinely cared about me. At this point, We're a few weeks into the semester and I'm doing fine. I made friends in this new sorority, but I still felt like maybe this wasn't right for me. Maybe I needed to transfer. I just, I had this feeling of sadness with me (laughs) all the time. I don't know if sadness is the right word, but I just couldn't help but seeing what my friends were doing and where they were going out and thinking that they were so much better than me because they were in these sororities. I had my guy friends come up to me after rush during this week of parties and they would say to me, what happened, Alex? Why aren't you in those two? It was like, as if I didn't feel shitty enough about myself, then you have guys coming up to you who are like, what happened? Like, what's wrong with you? And all I could say was, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And this is the most shallow way to be there is no cool sorority there is no cool girls it's about who you connect with who you talk to who genuinely cares about you you don't want to be in a sorority just because they think you're cool you want to be with people who care about you that's the point of it it's to make friends but a lot of people don't care 
a lot of people just kind of want the status and want to be in the cool one and want to go to the cool parties or feel like those are the cool parties because there is no such thing as one thing better than the other. I'm finally in a place the second semester of my freshman year where I feel good about myself. I had made friends. I was still hurt by the fact I couldn't be with my friends, but I was getting used to it. And we're on spring break freshman year and we hear about this virus that's going around called COVID-19. Of course, I don't need to get into the details of that, but we had our spring break cut short. We were sent home, go into a pandemic, and the rest of that semester was online for me. And selfishly, I was happy at the fact that I got to go home and be with my family, and I didn't have to feel weird about being at school in these parties And this kind of gave me time to evaluate everything and get myself together. We go back for my sophomore year of college and I'm still in the sorority. But because of the pandemic, the fraternities couldn't host these parties anymore. So there was no sorority fraternity party. It was kind of like little apartment parties. And I kind of started to integrate back into hanging out with the girls I did my first semester of college. We didn't have these assigned designated plans anymore so we could all kind of hang out together it's this weird feeling like I just felt like I wasn't cool enough to be their friend and sometimes I felt that and sometimes even during this pandemic they would say we're gonna have blank sorority only pregames and I was like really I can't come over to your apartment and just have a drink before we go out because they were so excited and I don't blame them for being excited about their sorority and the girls that they're with but Another part of me is just like, it is so ridiculous that you can exclude one person like this. I felt embarrassed. And then if they did extend the invite to me, I was embarrassed to be there. I was like, oh, well, everyone's judging me because I'm at this sorority pregame, but I'm not in the sorority. Like, I'm the outcast here. So still dealing with these issues a little bit, but it was a lot better. As time went on, I was involved with helping make the recruitment video my sophomore year of college for sororities, and I was on the other side of Rush. I was rushing girls, and I was seeing how the process happened. This process is so brutal. It's disgusting. You're putting up all these girls, basically, on a PowerPoint, and you're saying yes or no, and I kind of saw the process if there was a girl that was going to be dropped how easy it was for someone to save her and how, you know, you could stand up for her and all of a sudden she'd be saved. This made me feel like shit because I saw the other side of it. I saw that it was easy for someone to be saved. If they were getting dropped, you could say, oh no, well, I really like them. Let's push for them. Let's keep them. And all I could think was no one did that for me. No one thought I was good enough to stand up for. And I just was thinking this process is horrible. I didn't like seeing other girls go through this. I didn't like going through it. And I know a lot of people have a hard time with it. Even if you get into the sorority that you want, there's still other places that drop you and you feel like shit about yourself. So after this, I got a little really quick and then (laughs) I decided to drop the sorority. And honestly, so did my little. We were like, let's get out of here. 
Um, but I made really good friends through it. Like the, my little, I still talk to her today. My sorority was one of the stricter ones with posting drinking on your story. I would post just like at the club on my story in Miami, like I always do. And I would get in trouble for it. And when I get in trouble for things, I'm, I'm very bad. I'm like, well, now I just want to do it more. Like I, I want to keep doing it. I'm not good with being told what to do. So, you know, the party thing didn't really matter anymore. If anything, I'm just kind of getting in trouble at this point. And you're paying to be in the sorority. I have to go to these meetings. There's things I have to do. I just was like, at this point, I'm okay. I'm ready to drop. I don't really think I need this anymore. I'll figure it out. I'll be able to go out without this. And I dropped. In that moment, freshman year, when I wanted to transfer schools, if I could go back and do it all over again right now, I would have it stay the exact same. Not only was it a life lesson, but I met amazing people. I truly think that everything happens for a reason. I don't think I would be where I am today if this didn't happen. And I can't help but think, would I have been one of these shallow girls thinking that being in the coolest sorority made you the coolest girl. And if you weren't in that sorority, you weren't shit. Like, would I have been that person? I don't know. And that scares me. There is no cool sororities. There is no cool people. Sororities aren't for everyone. They definitely weren't for me. I'm grateful that I went through this process and this happened to me. Because looking back now, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Why are you even talking about this right now? Like I, the, the words that are coming out of my mouth about how I felt freshman year are embarrassing for me to even say, but it feels like your life is on the line. So if you're going through the sorority recruitment process, just go into it with an open mind. Don't be so scared. Just be yourself. It's all going to work out. Even if it doesn't feel like it, what's meant to be will be. And if you just went through it and you're in the sorority that you wanted, that's amazing. But don't turn around and judge people who aren't. That's all for this segment. I just needed to get that off my chest. Well, it is 940 right now in the morning and I have to be at the airport in 20 minutes. So I have to go. I have to pack all of this up and I'm bringing this equipment to New York City with me. We're going for fashion week. And I'm going to be going to the premiere of the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. It's back. I think it's called The Tour. And I'm bringing Kristen, so I'm really excited. In New York. See you in the Big Apple. I'm out. This episode is brought to you by Tinder. First dates can be so much fun. We all know that, but I also know how scary they can be. And as much as I want you guys to all have a good time, your safety should always come first. That's a priority. When my friends are going on dates, I make sure that they share their location with me. I'm always texting them for updates, making sure they are good, they feel safe. And I have good news for you guys. Dating is about to get easier and safer thanks to Tinder's safety features. Share my date is the best way to let your friends know your plans for the night. That way they know where you are and aren't blowing up your phone when you don't text them back. 
Noonlight allows you to discreetly call emergency services if you're feeling uneasy or in need of assistance on a date. And are you sure, which will prompt you or someone you're chatting with to think twice before sending a potentially offensive or harmful message. Feel confident about dating safely with Tinder. Explore all the possibilities for yourself on Tinder. It starts with a swipe. Download Tinder today. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. It's getting warmer outside. Summer is getting closer and closer. And that means you need to be extra careful about staying hydrated. Even something as simple as standing by the pool can be dehydrating. And one of the best ways to stay hydrated is Liquid IV. It's convenient, delicious, and one stick in 16 ounces of water works better than water alone. Just tear, pour, and live more. Honestly, when I think of summer, I think about music festivals and concerts, and you can easily slip some into your purse. Also, good for a beach day with the girls. Just bring it with you. You can never get enough hydration. Liquid IV is also a great option because it comes in so many flavors, including sugar-free options. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. Liquid IV is the perfect plus one for your adventures this summer. So turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code HOTMESS at checkout. That's 20% off with the code HOTMESS at liquidiv.com. I made it to New York. So I've been here for like five to seven days now. I've been doing everything New York Fashion Week. As great as everything might seem online with Fashion Week and these crazy events, these crazy parties, everyone getting dressed up. A lot of times in this industry, I feel I would just rather be with my college friends. I would rather be with people I know. I don't like making small talk with everyone all night. Everyone is like weirdly competitive. It's sometimes just such a weird environment to be in. So I'm going to have my friend Natalie, who's here with me, come and debrief this whole fashion week because she has been here with me for it. And I think she's seen a little bit of behind the scenes. Come on, Natalie. (laughs) 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 Anus. So Natalie is... One of my best friends from college. We met freshman year and I lived with her my senior year of college. And so, junior year. And junior year and sophomore year. But she moved to New York. Here I am, guys. So when Alex said she was coming for New York Fashion Week, I was like, I need to spend all my time with her. <laughs> so Natalie's working in the city. She's commuting right now. Yes, from Westchester. It's not very fun. She has a very big girl job. I'm a corporate girly. So, uh, she works at a bank. So she's been with me throughout this past week and you've come to some fashion week stuff with me, some parties. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I always see it as such like a glamorous thing and I haven't experienced that many things with Alex, like to see what it's really like behind closed doors, but it kind like it's not very fun. It's more <laughs> <laughs> Everything looks better online this is my first new york fashion week and i've always seen it as this big glamorous thing there's these after parties you're getting dressed you're getting styled there's paparazzi everywhere taking pictures these big fashion shows and i've always been really excited to go and now that i'm experiencing it i just want to let you guys in on what is going on behind the scenes a lot of these times at these events you are having the same conversations with everyone it's like 
oh my gosh what events are you going to this week how has your fashion week been blah 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 i don't know i always thought it was this big party scene and even the after parties aren't fun <laughs> and don't get me wrong i'm so grateful to be able to do what i am doing but nothing is better than your real friends and having those connections and spending time with them at the end of the day these are the ones who really have your back so later on in the week i was like you know what i don't even feel myself right now i need to be with my friends so friday night we went out to dinner yeah friday night we went and got sushi and it was like a couple of our roommates from college which was really nice and then we went these people went up to us at dinner who were fans of alex and they were like come to this bar and we're like okay <laughs> we literally like, were like okay that sounds good because we have no idea <laughs> have where no to go idea. the four of us got dinner together and then we followed these other people to this club <laughs> afterwards and we get to this club and there's the bouncers outside. I wasn't really sure like what the protocol was for getting in. So I go up to the bouncer. It's like this guy in a suit and I'm like, hi. And he's like, are you on the list or do you have a table? And I was like, no. So then this <laughs> other group of guys and it was like one girl that had told us to come to the place they got a table and they were like oh do you want to come with us and then we were like okay <laughs> i feel like we're back in college again like kind of like trying to mooching off, mooch of, other off people. of random people we're like shit fine so we go into this club and it was really fun one of the first things that happened though was i threw up <laughs> <laughs> okay so this girl is like Alex like I love you like can I buy you a shot and Alex can never say no to that okay that's something that I've struggled with because <laughs> of course I want to take a shot and sometimes there's a lot of people that want to take shots and I was with my parents one night actually and I kept saying yes to every shot and they were like Alex you cannot do that like you have to say no but I'm like I love you guys <laughs> I want to say yes and you know when your mouth starts watering like oh your your stomach is churning you feel it's like and i like grabbed natalie and i was like i knew <laughs> i just i just knew i was like we have to go to the bathroom now so she was dragging me and we we're kind of like pushing through the crowd i like knew it was a code red she did not have to say it she gave me the face we we're like all right let's go let's go and then she she did the damn thing. I threw up <laughs> in the bathroom, but it was it was fine. The tequila just came right up, and I was like ready to go. And I came out, and I was like, I just threw up. And she was like, Babes, I know, like I can like, hear you. Come on, come on. <laughs> but the rest of the night was really fun. I was also wearing all white, and this was an outfit from the stylist. So I'm like, don't spill anything on it, don't ruin it. I have a white button down, a white skirt, white heels. I love that outfit, by the way. And thank you. Well, shout out Mimi. <laughs> And we are at the table and this girl was like, that's a very bold move to wear all white. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'll be OK. Like, I won't spill anything. One second later, <laughs> this guy knocks over the orange juice that was on the table and it goes literally up my crotch. I'm every I'm like, oh, and she's like, I remember <laughs> that now. <laughs> she was like, I told you. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Come on, Alex. So I have orange juice dripping down me, but somehow like it really didn't. I feel stain. like it didn't stain. It didn't like stain. So if you're my stylist and you're listening to this, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> We ended up having a good night. And then did we get room service that night? Oh, no. Taco Bell. Oh, 
we got back and we're like, should we get a $50 bowl of soup from room service or Taco Bell? The room service is disgustingly expensive. Mm-hmm. I have ordered like a cup of chicken noodle soup and it has been like nearing $60. I'm like, I can't do this all week, especially when we're drunk because I would have ordered everything on the menu. So we took it to Uber Eats and we ordered Taco Bell. We also came back because everything in this hotel is so expensive. (laughs) And Natalie went to the front desk and she was like begging them for waters (laughs) when we got back from going out. Okay, like they only have Fiji in the fridge and it's like $25 a pop. And I'm like, that's my life hack, by the way. I didn't. And I didn't know you could do that. If you're at a nice hotel, ask the concierge for bottled water. That's my life hack, y'all. Then the next night, I went to an event and then there was an after party. So I told my friends to come meet me at the after party. There was like some crazy rappers in there. I don't know. And my friends are in line. And I'm like, oh, look, those are my friends. And they're like, this is at capacity. We cannot take any more people. But somehow we swindled away. You guys got into the party Mm -hmm. and I was like, actually, it's not even that great. (laughs) We came in, we all took a shot and then we left literally straight away. I was like, let's go to, we went to Marquee. (laughs) It was kind of like EDM vibes ish and we were standing up dancing that night. I think we ended up staying out the latest. That was until like three or four which was scary. Mm-hmm. I okay, wait. Okay, so I'm at this guy's table, one of Alex's friends for his birthday, and we're all drinking. And then I guess like I sat down on like the bench of the table for a bit. Suddenly, I look up a hundred feet away at the stage. I see Alex <laughs> at the DJ booth. I'm like, when did this even happen? Like someone, I looked down for one second. Someone <laughs> said, "Do you want to go to the DJ booth?" And I was like, "Of course!" Like. You know, Anything g- to meet Gordo. Girls are fiends for the, <laughs> the DJ, DJ booth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I used to think that was the coolest thing. Um, I guess I still do because I ran out there. <laughs> but it is kind of fun up there. And then I text Alex. I'm like, all right, like, time to wrap it up, girl. Let's get out of here. It was like 4 a.m. I was like, yeah, just one and- second. <laughs> I'm like ripping shots in the DJ booth dancing. Alex goes, I'm coming. And I look up, I'm like, Babes, I see you next to Gordo. <laughs> I'm like, I'm coming. I swear to God, I'm wrapping it up right now. And then we get home and Alex had this huge head of hair on. I had bangs and extensions glued to my head. Glued. From getting my hair done. So we start ripping it out. I'm manhandling Alex's face. Both of us are drunk. Like, we're not really caring. My fingers are like in Alex's eyes, like poking them out. Like It was way too late for the amount of work that had to be done. I don't know how one person would have ever gotten that hair out of their head. It was insane. Impossible. I think that we probably got rid of like half of your real hair just through that experience. My mom came and stayed with us last night. So me, my mom and Natalie slept three in a bed. Do you want to get in here and come sit down? This is the woman who birthed Big Al. Mm-hmm. Oh, I spawned the devil. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Nice seeing you girls. <laughs> the podcast. Oh, goodbye. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, bye. If you have a good group of girlfriends, you're probably having more fun than you would at Fashion Week. <laughs> literally oh, fuck you i'm gonna get canceled i'm never gonna get invited to anything ever again after this 
Well, Natalie's off to go grab dinner with a coworker. I bring her into my life, but she doesn't bring me into hers. (laughs) Do you want to come to the banker's BBQ? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm kidding. I have to go to dinner with my mom. Should I sing them my Shakira impression? Yeah. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go right. So be wise and keep on. I need to get back to Miami. (laughs) I need to get out of here. (laughs) Mic drop. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Did you know that that was Abraham Lincoln who said that? And he was kind of right. When you really want something, don't be afraid to put in the work. I one time wanted to work with this person so bad I wanted to collaborate with them. I never thought that they would even recognize my existence and I had messaged them a bunch. I was persistent. I kept going back. It ended up paying off. We ended up working together. It was a dream come true and I mean it was just so exciting. So you know you can't be afraid to put in the work and put in the hustle. If you want the best people for your company the same applies. Thankfully ZipRecruiter can help put the hustle in your hiring and even better you can try it free right now at ZipRecruiter.com slash hot mess they can find top talent for your role right away like as soon as you post your job because their smart matching technology will get to work immediately and start showing you qualified people fast so let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash hot mess to try it for free again that's ZipRecruiter.com slash hot mess ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire tap the banner to learn more This episode is brought to you by Azo. Let's be real for a second here. There is nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to women's intimate health issues. I feel like a lot of the times girls just feel judgment or they don't want to talk about it or don't want to get the help that they need. And this is a no judgment zone here. Treating and caring for your intimate health issues is totally normal and should be treated as such. It's not a dirty word or something to be ashamed of. Azo is the brand that quite literally goes there, helping women with their UTIs, vaginal issues, and more. Visit azoproducts.com for vaginal and urinary products and resources and save 20% with the code podcast. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Moving on, it is time to get real with me. I'm going to do my skincare routine right now and tell you guys how a date this week ended up with me in the emergency room. NFL man plans a really nice date for us. We're going to like one of my favorite restaurants. I'm so excited. I go over to his house and all of a sudden before we're going on this date, I'm like buckled over in pain. I'm feeling this pain in my lower stomach. I kind of thought it was gas. So I was like, oh my gosh, like uh, that can't be happening on date night. I'm bent over in pain and all of a sudden this turns into me not being able to walk. I like literally can't stand up. At this point, I started getting super, super nauseous and I thought I was going to throw up. So I like hobble over to the toilet. I'm like dry heaving and my ears start ringing and now I'm like ghostly pale. I feel like I'm going to pass out. I don't know what is going on right now. I'm like, I think I'm dying. Like, I'm really not sure. So at this point, I like go get him because I think that I'm going to pass out from the amount of pain that I'm in. And obviously, if I'm passing out, like I need someone there to take care of me. So I'm like holding on to him. I am like screaming in pain. Like when I tell you, like, I'm not sure if I was giving birth. Like, I don't know. I've never felt pain like this in my life, but I really thought that it was gas. 
And that's like an awkward thing to say, obviously, when you're with a guy, like, I don't want to be like, hey, like, I don't know what's going on down here. He said to me, he was like, maybe your appendix is rupturing. Like, I don't know what's going on. This went on for like 30 to 40 minutes. And I was just like, obviously, we cannot go on this date. And he's like, we need to take you to the ER right now. Like, I have never been in this much pain in my entire life. So I had a pair of clothes at his house. I put it on and we are in the car on the way to the ER. At this point, the pain got a little bit better and we're sitting in the emergency room. I still, I'm so confused what's happening to me. I'm scared. I literally think that like my appendix, I'm about to have surgery. Like, I don't know what's going on. So we're in the waiting room waiting to be seen. And lo and behold, these guys come up because they recognized him first. I heard them saying his name and then they recognized me and they asked to take a picture with the both of us. I'm buckled over in pain. These guys are like, oh, like, we just want to take a picture. I'm like, they probably think like, I don't know, I'm having a baby. Like, why are we in the emergency room together? And I'm like, oh, Lordy, here we go. This is about to be an experience. The nurse calls me in to go into get like my blood done. And he's like, do you want me to come with you? And honestly, I was scared. So I just was like, yes, like come. I did not think before saying yes for him to come in this room with me. I told the doctor the symptoms that I was having. They're taking my blood, which also scares me, so I couldn't look. And because it's my lower abdomen pain, they're asking me questions about, like, gas. They're like, have you been, like, pooping regularly? Are you having chronic diarrhea? Like, what's been happening? Are you constipated? And this guy is sitting across the room from me. He like has his head down in his hands because he obviously knows it's awkward for me. It's awkward for him. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I can't, I don't even talk about peeing in front of this guy. I'm like, this is not happening right now. Like why did I tell him to come in with me? Just kill me right now. Like the doctor's asking if I'm gonna shit my pants and the guy that I like is sitting across from me and I tell him that girls don't poop. I'm like, oh my God, like what is happening? (laughs) They lay me down on this table and the doctor is feeling around in my stomach i'm obviously texting my girlfriends at the time what's happening and i'm like i think it's gas so they're like girl you better clench those cheeks right now if he's sitting in the room with you and i'm like freaking out i'm like oh my god so we proceed to go into the next room they take me in first to get a cat scan i've never had anything like this done before they gave me iodine which they were like it's gonna make you feel really hot So I'm basically laying down on this bed. It's rocking back and forth through this machine. They have iodine in my arm. My body's like a million degrees. I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. I come back from that scan and they tell me basically that I have a huge ovarian cyst on my right ovary. So I text my friends. I tell them that it's an ovarian cyst. And thankfully, a few of my friends have actually dealt with this before. So they were like kind of telling me what it meant, what the procedure is, like how to deal with this. But at this point, they had to put me in for another scan, which was like an internal ultrasound to kind of like check out the cysts, see what was going on. I'm still very anxious and nervous at this point. I have never had a cyst before. I really don't know about these cysts. And obviously, all of the scariest thoughts are running through my mind at this moment. They were telling me they basically had to check to see if it was good, if there was blood flow to it, if I was going to have to get surgery, if we were going to leave it alone. I'm getting this internal ultrasound. This also took like an hour. We were probably in the ER for a total of like four hours. I also don't know if this is like a super severe issue. Like I'm 
talking about this with the doctors in front of this guy. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just, I, I want my mom right now. Like I want my friends. Like I was just so nervous. So it actually turns out that these ovarian cysts are a common thing for girls to get. I ended up posting about it on my TikTok this past week, kind of saying that's what happened just to like let everyone know I was okay because I had posted in the emergency room. And the amount of comments that I got from girls that have also had these cysts have been in this pain. It turns out that basically mine had ruptured a tiny bit, like there was a little bit of fluid and blood and they said that they just needed to monitor it and make sure that it was going down in size and not getting bigger. But they basically were like, yeah, you need to go to the gynecologist like within the next two days and you need to go back every week. Which this is just scaring me at this point because what if I hadn't gone to the emergency room? Honestly, if I was alone, I probably would have like dealt with the pain, even though it was so excruciating and like thought it was gas and like let it pass. But because I was with this guy, he was like, something isn't right. Like your body's reacting to something like, let's just go. Let's get you checked out. Let's just make sure everything's okay. And obviously everything wasn't okay. So I don't know. It's just so crazy that like I was at the gynecologist in August and they don't do these kind of like imagery scans and no one had told me that I had this cyst. Like, apparently it's been there for a minute. The doctors had told me that it's pretty big. So now I'm asking questions because I am clueless. I don't know what this means. And they're telling me that basically it's like a balloon. So if it twists, which is like if you were to twist a balloon, the airflow like wouldn't be able to go in. They have to do these scans to make sure that it doesn't twist and that the blood flow is regular because if it twists, then you might have to go in for surgery. And from what I hear, the surgery itself is not too bad, but the recovery is pretty long because they have to go through like your lower abdomen muscles and it can just be like a pretty intensive surgery. But also a lot of girls have gone through this and I had no idea. Like reading these comments from girls, I'm just like, why is this not more commonly talked about? And like, why have I never seen this before? Why have I never heard of this? Why have I never been checked for this? So I feel like this is... A good reminder that if you're feeling like something's off, maybe just go get it checked out. It's better to be safe than sorry. Now, basically, I've been to the gynecologist. We basically just either have to wait for it to go away, hope it doesn't get bigger, hope it doesn't rupture, and hope I don't have to have surgery. But this has left me with a really weird and anxious feeling. Like, I feel a lot better knowing what it is but I have this kind of weird crampy feeling in my lower right stomach. And now that I know that it's there, I just keep thinking about it. And I was even at dinner last night and I haven't felt anxious like this about a specific health problem in so long. I kept saying to my roommate, Kristen, I just was like, I'm so scared right now. Like, what if something happens? What if we're at dinner? What if I feel this pain again? I woke up in the middle of the night and I had to go to the bathroom. I was so scared that I was going to feel this pain again. I would be lying if I said I wasn't still a little worried and I know that I got it checked out. I'm going to keep getting it checked out, but it's just this underlying thought in my mind and I just, I don't know, I feel like I can feel it now more that I know that it's there and it's scary, but hopefully everything is okay i will keep you guys updated i'm supposed to be getting my period this week so they said that after that it should start to go down but that's basically how my date night ended up in the er another thing so we get into this room and the doctor asks me to pee in the cup 
I go to the bathroom, I pee, I bring it back. I was clearly so dehydrated at this point. Like I had not drinking any water. I'm trying to get better now about drinking water because this was a wake up call for me. My pee in this cup was brown and I'm carrying this brown cup of liquid into the room. He literally was like, um, have you drank water like ever in your life? I'm like, oh my God, like... (laughs) this just like couldn't have been a worse less romantic date night but I'm honestly really glad that I feel close with him and he was able to bring me and like kind of initiated us going to the emergency room because clearly I needed to go all in all though girls if you're dealing with this or if you've dealt with this you're not alone I hope that this helps someone listening or educates anyone else because I really didn't know and I'm happy I know now and I'm happy I have this platform where I'm able to speak to you guys and let you know what's going on in my life but this was probably the most unromantic date of my life that's okay though they can't all be 12 out of 10s I think that's all for this get real with me segment though it has been a long weekend for us my friend Isabella is just sitting in the back right now if you're watching We look like swimmers because we have our hangover caps on. We got so much food from Wawa. It's just sitting around everywhere. So, of course, I just thought, why don't we podcast this? This is an actual look into our morning debriefs after going out. I'm kind of thinking that I want to go get bagels and coffee, and I'll take you guys with me. Let's go. I don't actually know how to, like, do this. I'm not a movie producer, so I think I'm just going to take this all in the car with me. So here's my morning tour after going out. Wawa on the bed. Um, It's been a long weekend. My dirty underwear on the floor. We're going to go see what Kristen and Sarah are doing. She's going to kill me. (laughs) They're still in bed. Sarah's taking a nap Aren't you so excited you decided to live with me? I mean, come on. Do you guys want to come get bagels? No. <laughs> okay. Fine. Just come for the ride. Not you. You're looking down bad. Anywho, okay. They're giving no energy. We're leaving. We're going to get bagels. Oh, apartment tour. Furniture. Don't have it. This is our office space so far. We have Sarah's uh, suitcase. This is all we have going on out here. Okay, let's get in the car. Bree just got in the car. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to recap our weekend. Should we go to Starbucks first? Yeah, we should go to Starbucks. Friday night, we went out for Kristen's birthday. We went to dinner, and dinner was good, but every time I have champagne mixed with, like, tequila... You know it's going to be a really long night. Wait, let's talk about the champagne bottle. Oh, we got a mysterious champagne bottle from someone. And it was like a Mac, it was a big daddy one. It was really nice. We didn't know who it was from. We thought someone at the restaurant sent it, but it was actually this guy <laughs> that I'm talking to, I guess, sent it for Kristen's birthday. But then we went out to a bar after and it was so sweaty and hot. And actually a sauna in there. Guys in Miami start every single conversation with, 
I have a boat or I have a yacht. And then they end it with, we also have a table at 11. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's at the table and I had the club put up pictures of Kristen for her birthday so it's like happy birthday Kristen and they do the big bottle service thing and I'm like wait where's Kristen and Brie <laughs> Kristen texts me she's like Brie's spewing all over the parking lot it was it was honestly out of a movie scene like you would have thought that like I was like I had put it in my mouth beforehand it was like just spitting out water I also got proposed to last night. I don't know if you saw that, Brie. What? I've been spewing. Wait, by who? So it was this girl's bachelorette party, and I saw her. So I went to go bring her a shot for like the both of us to take together. Mm-hmm. And she got down on one knee and proposed <gasps> to me. And she put her ring on my finger, and like, I definitely scared this girl. Because I just, like, took it and I just sprinted across the club. Because I thought it would be funny. Cause, Wait, like, her real ring? Yeah, she put a real diamond ring on me and I thought it would be funny. I was going to give it back. I just wanted to, like, make a little joke. I realized that might be, like, kind a of scary. scary. <laughs> but I came back with it and they were so nice about it. She looked slay. I liked the black. She was, she wearing, was black. wearing black. And all the other girls were wearing white. So at first I thought it was a divorce party. Which no. would kind of be cool to do. That's slay. If I got divorced, I would definitely have a party. Last night, I have a video with Isabella because Isabella has just like was just blessed with like a huge, luscious pair of knockers. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, my boobs are fake. So we have this video where it's switching back and forth between the two of us. And like my boobs are just like kind of like hard rocks, like kind of moving like a little bit side to side and it switches to hers. And they're like <laughs> pillowcases floating in the air. And I was like, wow, that really like really is humbling for my boobs but I, 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 <laughs> sometimes I, th- I think sometimes when I'm hungover my words can't function that actually happened when I was filming color daddy one of the days actually like all of the days I was very hungover because we kept going out together mm-hmm. Alex and I and I was like this is such a big interview right now i've looked up to this like my whole life and and now i'm hungover and have mashed potato brain for it welcome to the first ever what would alex do segment i had you guys last week write in questions or scenarios i'm gonna tell you what i would do maybe it's not gonna be the best advice i don't know but a lot of these things i've had similar experiences to you guys so i'm going to share with you guys what i did and what i think maybe you should do or maybe not do i don't know (laughs) all right let's get into it you guys wrote a lot of questions about guys the girlies need some boy advice what should i do if i found a pair of lululemons that were not mine in my boyfriend's apartment and he says he doesn't know who they belong to run (laughs) I mean, if he says he doesn't know who they belong to, not looking great, you know, at least maybe if he has like a sister or like a mom hanging out with him, I don't know. But honestly, I was in a similar situation to this. I wasn't dating the guy, but I'm going to tell you what happened. So my freshman year of college, I was getting with this guy. I go over to his place and I see a girl's dress like mangled it was a zebra print dress like at the end of the bed now i was not dating this guy so technically he didn't owe me anything but like at least clean your room you pig like i'm coming over at least clean your bed sheets like i don't know i was just so turned off by the fact there was another girl's dress there like sometimes guys just are not paying attention so i i'm gonna tell you what alex would do i did not 
get mad at the guy i kind of just like made an excuse left or whatever because i was just grossed out and i found out the girl that he was getting with and you're probably thinking oh gosh like what did she do to that girl no this is one of my best friends to this day i didn't know her at the time but i knew that we had class together so i went up to her after class we like kind of made small talk and like kind of brought it around to the fact that we were getting with the same guy me and this girl became best friends and we just both ditched this guy because we were like okay he's slimy like we don't need to talk to him and honestly it blossomed a great friendship so you know this guy had great taste in girls because (laughs) we're amazing and we're best friends to this day so i don't know in your situation maybe maybe she's uh you know good luck charlie What would you do if you thought someone was cute at the gym? I would probably not talk to them because (laughs) I feel like I'm looking at my low at the gym. Like, I know some girls, like, do their hair and makeup for the gym, and I aspire to be them. I'm not really looking cute at the gym. And I'm also not that great with going up to guys first. Like, I would kind of prefer if they just came up to me because I always have the mindset of, like, oh, well, if they wanted to, they would. So... I probably would never say anything. I think you could go to the gym, though, one day, preparing, follow this guy, stalk him, know when he's going to be at the gym, and maybe this is your day, shoot your shot. But, like, in a way, I would probably more so just ask him, like, what are you doing? Where do you live? Or, like, if he's, like, if your gym has a little bar, a juice bar or something, like, follow him around basically stalk this guy oh my god i'm like terrified of dates what do i do help big al loves a date i would pretty much say yes to a date with anyone i just think dates are so fun and they do not have to be scary i think my love for dates started when i was in college because it was either sit in the dorms and go to the dining hall or microwave the mac and cheese i had in there or go to a nice restaurant in Miami and get dressed up. Of course, I'm going on the date. So I don't think they have to be that scary, though. I usually trick myself into thinking that I'm already like best friends with this person. So I kind of just try and like joke around with them, have fun, keep it light. You don't need to go into it like so serious. That always makes me feel better. Just like laughing about everything. Just go have fun and if it sucks then you never need to go again but at least you tried what is the most crazy out-of-pocket thing a guy has ever said to you so my experience with the guys that are from born and raised in miami they're always a little bit cocky and their way of flirting with you is like kind of shitting on you so one time i was at the bar with this guy he gave me his card he was like oh you can order us drinks like just tell the bartender and here's my card So I'm at the bar. It's very crowded. The bartenders are very busy. I could not get their attention. They were running back and forth. So like 10 minutes later, this guy comes back over and he's like, where are the drinks? And I was like, oh, like the bartender like hasn't really looked over yet. This guy looks at me and says, maybe if you had some tits, the bartender would pay attention to you. This was before my boob job. But even so, like what? Excuse you? In that moment, I was so upset and like humiliated, which I shouldn't have been, but I just obviously didn't feel good. So I handed him back his card. I was like, okay. And I just walked out. I left. I called an Uber. I went home. 
flash forward two weeks i see him out again at the bar and i kind of set the scene for the same scenario and now i'm going in with a plan we're looking for revenge so (laughs) i'm like oh i'll get us drinks he gives me his card i go over to the bar and I'm not getting drinks for me and this guy. I'm getting drinks for the entire bar, for me and all my friends, and we're getting the most expensive tequila. He comes back over and he sees that we had just gotten all these drinks. And I was like, oh yeah, but you give me a card, right? That's fine. And he was freaking out. But these guys also act, like to act like they're the shit. He handed my friend this specific bottle of 1942 tequila before and he was like this is probably the most expensive thing you've ever held in your life so they like to like be cocky flaunty like pretends like he can buy the world so i was like okay well then you can buy these drinks so i'm like we'll have 13 shots of 1942 please and he was like freaking out he's tweaking out he's like wait well wait this is my parents card you can't do this and i was like oh really and i forget exactly what i said but He basically, like, because of his ego, like, couldn't say no. And then me and all my friends had a great night. And that's what Alex did in that scenario. The love of my life wants to fly me out to his state, but I have an important test for class that I can't miss. What would Alex do? My senior year of college, I was very good at going to class, getting my test done, and then going straight to the airport. I would definitely make sure you take your test. Don't skip out on it. Um, And then you can see the guy because I don't think any guy's worth failing a class for. But just tell him you need a flight after your class. Get the test done and then go to the airport. What would Alex do if your best friend FaceTimes you in her ex's car because they have been sleeping together? True story. Well, first of all, she's not your best friend. I would definitely cut this person out of my life. She would not have my number to be FaceTiming. And I think people need to realize that it's okay to kind of cut friendships off when they aren't healthy or when they aren't adding to your life. That's what you would do in a romantic relationship. So, you know, don't treat it any different. I think if it's your best friend, definitely have a talk, like definitely sit down. I think that's the way to go about it. I don't know there's always two sides to every story doesn't look great there but I think definitely have a talk and if it's someone who's not having your best interest at heart that's what friends are for then you are totally fine to cut that person out of your life I've had to do that a lot this year and I just don't want people in my close circle that don't have my best interest in heart and I could make a whole other episode on this with friendships, but, you know, definitely respect yourself and you should have a friend that respects you as well. But if I picked up the phone and she was in his car and I knew in that moment, I probably would like go off. (laughs) Big Al can get crazy sometimes. All right, this one's a little different. This just asks me about my hangover cure and I feel like I get this question a lot because I do post going out, but then... I'm pretty good at like doing things and getting up and going the next day. I think it depends. There are two types of hangovers. There's the one where you're like a little nauseous, don't feel good, don't feel great. And I think actually sitting in bed all day and like eating to the hangover makes it worse. Of course, though, if I have nothing to do, like I will sit in bed and order food and do nothing. But I think like forcing yourself to get up and go out honestly makes it a lot better and you know, you have a little nausea throughout the day, but you're okay. 
On the other hand, there's the hangovers where you are spinning, you can't stand up. Like I have had a few of these this year and not cute. Literally NFL man was driving me home from his place one time and I was like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. He had to pull over the car. I'm in the parking lot of this bank puking. The people in the bank came out and were like giving me a cold towel. I was like, oh my God, this is honestly like this just could not be worse right now. If it's one of those spinny, nauseating hangovers and you can't get out of bed, then honestly, like I feel like a cold compress on the head. Sleep as much as you can. Chug Pedialyte. This has actually been a newfound discovery of mine. I don't know where Pedialyte has been in my whole life, but it's honestly so good. Um, I just put a straw in there and like close my eyes and just sip and soup I love soup I think soup always helps I think that pretty much wraps up episode two which is crazy to say for the what would Alex do segment there is the hot mess Instagram and the hot mess TikTok if you go to the link in the bio there is a website where you can write in these questions I think the scenarios are kind of funny so I can really give you advice on what exactly I would do but I guess that's a wrap episode two. I'll see you guys next Thursday. Bye.